When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, listeners of Lower Your Expectations. Welcome, and we're joined by a very special guest, the man himself, Joe Wicks. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. How you doing? Yeah, good, mate. It's great to see you again. Um, you too. And it's weird being in this little booth, but... It's, uh, yeah, we should probably, never we should probably intro that, actually. So yeah. if it sounds a bit different, we're using... So the lovely people who do our podcast, Acast, they've got a little sound booth in their office, and we thought we'd give it a go. And we've literally been locked away in the corner of a room with... What are these even called on the wall? Like, just... Sponge. Just like sound, sound, reflector sound, isn't it? Sound, isn't it? But it's honest. a lot more edgier down here, in like Shoreditch, isn't it, than where we normally it's record? Far away. <laughs> <laughs> Did it take you long to get here? Uh, I got the tube from Richmond, so I got now about forty-five minutes. I go yeah. Richmond to Hammersmith and then Old Street and just walked along. Do you, get, do you get recognised a lot when you're walking along, like in public? I actually just got stopped once, but my TV show was on last night and yeah. it got a million. It's one point one million views, and you sort of think that's quite a lot of people. But I can still walk around the street and get on the tube, and I just have my headphones on. And very rarely do people actually like recognise me. It's, it's more like I if you're out in, in a pub or you're in a club and people had a drink, yeah. they're a bit more confident. I also feel like. Like, I don't know of you because I feel like your demos may be slightly older than mine, but London particularly is so everyone in London is so like busy going to work and focused on whatever they're doing that they don't really have time to kind of stop and see you as much as like if I go to Brighton or if I go to like a smaller town, everyone's much more. Yeah, you see more people. Yeah, yeah, it depends. It's when I meet people that follow me, it's always such a nice interaction because they've always like they've done the plan or they've followed my books, and it's always quite a positive in- interaction where they've yeah they've said like thanks for inspiring me. So oh, it's nice. never a hassle. I, I I always, you know, I always make the time to say hello and have a little quick picture with them, but they, they normally just have a photo and just yeah. do one, don't they? They're not, they're not that chatty, they just want a quick photo for Instagram. Yeah, that is the thing, yeah, sometimes they can be, I don't know, like almost a bit nervous, so I always think that people would maybe want a photo, so I try and just be like, oh, should we take a photo? And then, yeah, it's and nice like, to yeah. do that sometimes. Marcus, you're forcing photos on people. They just <laughs> take say, a picture with I've me. I've done that once and the girl was like, no, nah, I'm all right, and I was like, oh, oh okay, I felt well silly. It's like, really <laughs> awkward, She had it? her phone in her hand, you know there's sometimes they're, te- they're teeing up, they've yeah. got the camera slid up and, yeah. and I thought she had a phone, and I said, oh, do you want have a quick photo and she's like oh no I'm fine I was like okay and I just felt silly really <laughs> I've definitely been but do you have like a spidey sense if you can tell someone's like trying to take a photo of you without really like... sometimes you can yeah like sometimes I'll, you, you know if you're in a restaurant or you're out you'll see someone up picking up the phone and trying to take a photo and you know they pretend they're like looking at doing a message, something but, like on the yeah, phone and just click I'd the rather they just come and say hello and I'd be like let's have a picture and yeah. that's what I'm like it's, we it's... were on the tube the other day actually and oh. it happened didn't it we were going somewhere and this girl you could tell she <laughs> was, was just like filming well, Marcus and we were both like oh this is quite awkward because just come over and say hi it'd be better and then someone else like a stranger (laughs) said to her you're being really unsubtle and it's very rude can you stop it and you heard her say it yeah literally out loud I was just like oh Oh, no I want to get out of it but it was nice (laughs) of the guy he was looking out for you yeah yeah, true but I don't know it's just (laughs) awkward wasn't it so Joe how do you sum up what you do in 
like an overview sentence because you do so many different things. Yeah, I used to get asked this question like, "What are you doing?" I was like, I was a personal trainer or I was, a, you know, as a teaching assistant. Mm. So now it's a bit. I'm a bit like I never really know what my job description is. But mm. I started off um, as a personal trainer, running boot camps and whatnot, and turning up at the park, setting up my kettlebells and boxing pads and a TRX on the tree and all that. And that's kind of how I built my business organically, just kind of word of mouth, giving out flyers outside the station. Got into that. I got quite busy. Like I was a busy personal trainer. And was it your? Was that full time job then? That was full time. Yes, yeah. so I was doing boot camps and personal training. Yeah. And it's a it's a really awesome rewarding job but it's also like a young man's game like you can burn out pretty quick when you get to that capacity where you're training like 30 40 people a mm-hmm. week and i just knew that i wasn't going to do it forever so i thought i need to start thinking how can i kind of think about building a business or just spreading yeah. my kind of motivation and my passion online so started with twitter where i was just doing like tweets and motivational things and then it all changed when instagram opened up video yeah. so i was like my mate was like get on instagram you should do some recipe videos and you should do some photos yeah. and stuff and i was a bit like didn't really get instagram at first but i started obviously doing these recipes like the lean in 15 because yeah. instagram then because that's when I first followed you and found you was on Instagram and back then they you could only do 15 second videos couldn't yeah. you? Yeah it was 15 second videos and the idea was to demonstrate how to cook a 15 minute meal in a 15 second video so oh, okay. the hashtag was lean in 15 like a lean recipe and I mean it really was just like a silly idea in my flattened servant with an iPhone just throwing a few things into a pan <laughs> and you know if you fast forward to now like I've got an 8 book deal I've sold over 2 million books in 2 that's years crazy. and Absolutely a TV mental. show and people often say like you know did you, did you know what you were doing like did you have the vision and were you doing it to like to build business and have an online plan and stuff but it was never that way it was more just like i was just having fun and sharing content but i think that's often the case like if someone sets out in this industry aiming for all those things it probably doesn't happen i I feel like a lot of the successful people set out doing it for fun and slowly build and then because of how successful they've built their brand all these awesome opportunities open up for them i think especially in the i mean people will see you as a youtuber or me as an instagram like a fitness instagram and think oh i want to do that because you if you get followers you can get brand deals you can get revenue and it's like mm. a career and it's an industry but it was with me like when I started doing it it wasn't really like that because I didn't know you could monetize a social media yeah. following and it was very organic just from me being passionate about wanting to share recipes wanting to share fitness content and it can't be your motive just to make money and, no, and, and no. create but it brands. always rings through when you're passionate and you actually believe in what you're doing like you can tell the people who start off just for one thing to try and you know make a quick buck 100% what was your like eureka moment was it the Instagram was that when it all kind of started going a bit crazy yeah I think Instagram was probably the, the big change because I could really get my personality across and if, yeah. if you look back at my first videos I was really like you know monotone and quiet <laughs> I was just like I wasn't that enthusiastic I wasn't that kind of um, excitable and yeah, as, yeah, I, yeah. as I kind of was a bit more um, silly and throwing things in the pan <laughs> and coming up with like midget trees and all the kind of personality stuff then I started to get a lot of traction because lot of I think, adding on to that I think that's when people share that that's when I saw your stuff. I can't even remember. Like a friend showed me. I'm literally talking years ago. And I'm like, look at this. And you're in your lip, like flat, sticking out the window. You used to hold things out the window oh. and be like midget trees or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, yeah, this is funny. I'm yeah, funny. I think the more the more personality and the more I messed around, the more like it, it stood out. And that was a big thing, like the the, the video. And then I think I had fifty thousand followers when I got in, uh, publisher got in touch and said, do you want to write a book? And I hadn't really written recipes and I hadn't ever like written a book. And I was like, well, I'll have the meeting. You know, we had a chat and overnight it became a two book deal and then Mm -hmm. once the book went onto Amazon pre-order because it went to number one literally like months before it was due out they were like oh this could be something good like bigger so we should sign you again and they kept signing more book deals my first book was like phenomenal really in terms of the success like it sold 1.2 million copies in about a year (laughs) honestly like because I've had a book and hearing those figures I remember you posted something actually aren't you in like the top three of UK there's like UK authors and you're up there like you're already up there with Jamie Oliver or something yeah so Jamie Oliver's got the, the most 
most successful cookbook. He's 30 minute meals, but sold like 1.6 million copies. So that was incredible over a certain amount of time. And obviously, I've done about 1.2 in the end um, of the red one, but it still it still sells through. But because I've been so used to that from the start, like when I have a low a week where the sales are low, like, I'm I'm not used to it. But when you compare it to other books, it's really hard to make money and sell a lot of yeah. books in this in this kind of industry. So it definitely the social media helped, and the fact that I didn't have TV. Obviously, if I had a TV show, maybe I would have sold more. Like this week, my show's been on, and we sold like double the amount of books. So I was about different to say, yeah. when yeah, you cool. when you do things like that, can you cross promote? Like, are the TV show cool with you plugging the book, or like, can you plug the book? In it's there just or? that thing that people Google you, they find your YouTube, they yeah. find you like Instagram, they find YouTube, and then they see your website and they see that you've it's got all very organic, then, isn't it? Yeah, either you got because I've got two businesses. My main business is my online fitness business, yeah. so I've got like a ninety day plan where people sign up to. That's quite a more expensive product, and then obviously if they don't want to sign up to that, they've got the book. So I've always been like, I'm, a, I'm an Instagram, YouTube, I'm an online digital guy, but the TV, like, you can't deny the power of TV because it's an audience that aren't on social media. So it's mm. definitely been a nice lift um, on plans and book sales this week. Was that a bit of a pinch me moment having your own TV show? Yeah, I was watching it last night with my brother and that, and it's it's really weird seeing yeah. myself on TV. <laughs> when I watched it, I felt I wasn't that relaxed because you know, like when you're doing your own YouTube stuff and you're filming your own things, and it's like it's it just you. It doesn't you feel like work, control. and you, yeah, and you can like say what you want, and if it doesn't look right, you can, you you can cut just it, and... cut it. But whereas with the TV show, like it is more pressure because yeah. when you are filming, like a million people might be watching yeah. this, yeah. and there's more pressure. So I'm definitely more critical of what I'm saying. I think I am going to do more TV this year, but I want to do stuff in schools and like get the schools fitness thing going. That I oh, great! So what are you going to be doing in schools then? Just trying to like improve their kind of like exercise and like lifestyle and things like that. Yeah, I just think there's a massive issue with like activity levels of kids, and yeah. you know, I'm not looking at this like as oh, you know, the obesity thing because that is one issue, but this is more about kids exercising to feel good and having energy and being yeah. focused yeah. and you know, mental health and well-being. Because I believe that a kid that exercises and does regular exercise is going to be you know smart, more productive, more focused, and it's getting pushed out of, of curriculum because yeah. obviously there's pressure to have all the other academic subjects and so I want to kind of investigate a bit like Jamie Oliver done with the school, school dinner meals, yeah. Yeah. you know where he really made an impact so I want to actually make a change and say look can we incorporate because exercise is free and I've done this awesome live fitness week on YouTube where I did um, a live workout every day for a week and we predict we got like almost a million kids exercising oh, that's great and it's Man. that thing is like I don't need to get the government involved I haven't got to go to a TV con- company I just did it on my channel mm. live and the reaction was incredible so that's my kind of mission this year is to really push that forward a bit and amplify the message I can see that being big though you know like if you did that you could do it either yourself or you could do it with a TV network. I feel like they definitely lapse that up because you're spreading a positive message and like I think there is an issue with kids. Yeah, definitely. How school. does it yeah. compare when when you went to school, do you think to now? Do you think there is a big change, like a big shift? I think so. I mean I've I've got to investigate a little bit. I want to ask some questions, but I actually met a teacher the other day on the on a flight home and he said that he's a PE teacher and he's in this really kind of um in a school that's re- very low income family. So yeah. they he said he puts on loads of free clubs and offers all these after school clubs that are free for the kids but the, the parents just don't care like it's hassle for them to go and pick the kids up later yeah. on because mm. they've got two or three kids they don't want to go to school and come back an hour later so there's a, there's loads of barriers that I'm probably not even aware of it's not just like the teachers and the government yeah. and the money and all that sort of thing it's like parents are, are being you know it's, it's about educating parents teachers and yeah. the heads to, to get involved and, and kind of become you know invested in the idea well I'm looking forward to watching that yeah. one later this yeah, year we're pitching it to, to, we're pitching it to Channel 4 so hopefully it'll be like a three or four part series have you done any TV or you mainly done online stuff I've done so I was, on, I was actually Master Chef. Here he is. <laughs> uh, How'd you get on? <sighs> 
well. You got past the first round, didn't you? I got, I like to say, it technically was, I like to say I made the quarterfinals. Oh. It sounds better than getting past the first round. <laughs> but, it's um, only five shows. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> but yeah, I went on there, that was like two years ago, which was a whole like new experience doing something How like that. How do you feel? Did you feel relaxed? Do you feel like you're no. yourself? No. No, no, no. I literally feel like when I'm filming for TV, like even when I go on like this morning on Good Morning Britain, I, yeah. I, can, I watch myself and I never feel totally relaxed. Oh, no, going on Good Morning Britain, that is the most terrifying Because it's live it's as well. It's just the nerves, it's before, even though you, you meet them and they're so friendly and nice to you just before you're about to speak, then it happens and you're like... Heart's oh, beating really fast yeah. and stuff. Sweaty yeah. palms. and. Do you have media training to deal with that kind of thing? Because obviously it's all happened so quickly for you. Yeah, I haven't, did you feel I haven't had specific media training, but I've, I've done like a, a little presentations course once where I did a little bit of, a, well, I suppose you could call that media training, but that was like a presentation thing because yeah. I get super nervous. Even when I did brand cast, like I was reading from an auto cue in the kind of rehearsals. I was fine. I was really chilled. There's no one in the audience. But the minute the audience is there, like, I'm just like, get me off this stage because I'm not a natural performer. I'm not someone who wants to be in the limelight. Mm-hmm. Like, I just accidentally became... Um, in the media because of my, my kind of fitness and cooking yeah. but but I think a lot of people in this space is the same with me I if you watch my stuff you might think I come across as really confident but I'm, I'd actually say I'm an extremely shy person I'm very reserved and people just expect because you have this huge presence and you make videos and you do TV etc that you can just get on a stage yeah. and absolutely boss it but that's the same with comedians isn't it is that if you meet him away from the stage oh make me laugh tell me a joke yeah, sort of thing. yeah well that's the thing like the Instagram Joe if you like is, is kind of a character like it's me being silly or hyperactive yeah, yeah. you know making a bit of fun and that drew all the attention into people and got people listening but I actually find it a bit cringe now like I don't want to be shouting midget trees and bosh and wallet but you know like <laughs> I've but, built that now and it's like do it. another thing is like so many people now listen to your videos about audio on yeah. so it's like mm-hmm. they're watching and they're looking at the written ingredients but they're not actually listening to the yeah. audio yeah. so I'm not as shouty as I once was I kind yeah. of feel like I've outgrown that a little bit I was about to say having that character as such is something that we do on YouTube like we write a lot of different characters and do people ever approach when people approach you and meet you do they expect you to be that person from Instagram being all like blah 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 yeah, yeah. midget trees etc ha- I think so yeah and especially when I did TV shows like, I, I think oh, they were expecting me to be like that bouncy bouncing off the wall kind of joke mm. but I have to sort of turn it up a little bit but I'm actually yeah. quite calm in, yeah. in real life I'm not screaming and shouting I'm not like overly confident and cocky but obviously in the videos you, I'm a little bit more kind of um, you're on I yeah, like I'm to call turn- it like being turned on yeah, just, we say it about all no it's <laughs> like, well, not turned on like, but like switched on there you go yeah, yeah, we yeah. say it with all YouTubers isn't it as soon as the camera's on yeah. it's like an extra 20 or some YouTubers maybe 50% 100% there's this intense vibe of character and yeah. persona that goes well, I guess on. that's like the job kind of it isn't it it's like it's going to work yeah but then when people watch oh, those okay. videos that's all they know of that person and that's all they see so when they then meet you in real life or see them in real life and they're just yeah so if I, and then like, sometimes people would see me on like this morning or cooking and they'd be like oh you looked a bit sad today looks a bit you didn't look oh, very yeah, energetic that's, that's or nice. you know what's wrong you're not you're not you don't feel like you're enjoying it but it's just because I'm not that confident on camera and in light in a live TV also you can't be that amped 24 hours a day yeah <laughs> bloody like you'd be dead after two hours <laughs> exactly um, yeah some of the YouTubers have just super high energy but that it, it makes you want to watch doesn't it when, when they've got like a bit of a character about them and there's something more to it yeah mm. for sure going back to media training actually I don't know something I want to show you what's that was I with you when I had media training because I've got a DVD of it at home have I found really? it when I moved house I got a DVD I went on this thing because the thing with YouTubers as soon 
soon as this is maybe three or four years ago as soon as YouTubers started getting on TV and stuff all everyone wanted to ask was money that's all yeah. YouTubers have been questioning for the whole time it's how much money how much money how much money and I remember going on this media training thing and I've got the DVD at home that's what I want to say I, I want to watch I want to show it to you maybe we should upload it to the oh, channel oh and they're grilling you on camera and you're trying to get yeah, a yeah, question yeah. and then they like because they film you in different scenarios so one of them was I mean the first thing I actually did I walked in the building I didn't meet anyone I just got told it was the address walked upstairs and then someone met me they're like oh come and sit down in this room it was kind of like a sound booth room I was on my own just sat there thinking someone was going to come in and then they like put the headphones on from the thing and I was like oh it's like selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, we're on radio, blah, 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 oh, with Marcus wow. Butler. Oh, so, how much up. money do you earn? And then I was like, uh, 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 uh <laughs> what? The, they threw you straight they, into a scenario. They threw straight into a scenario. Then they took me to a, to a TV interview. And then, yeah, we sit back and watch it through. And then they kind of say, this is where you should do this. This is where you should do that. It's awkward. They always want to know about that. Like, there was an article once that said, yeah, like, I'm a, I earn X amount of money. And I never even, I never ever said I earn this much money because I was selling a lot of online plans at the yeah. time. They were like, oh, how many plans are you selling a day? And I was like, about, da, da, da. And they calculated it was like X amount a month and so that they've always hung on that but they always want to know about money and your private life and you've yeah. just got to kind of like look I'm not here to talk about that exactly about we were going to say like, how is your relationship with the press and everything so I feel like that's all for everyone in the limelight that's always a love-hate thing isn't it I personally feel like if it's something when when someone new comes through who's done something different you know like you came through no one had kind of seen the sort of stuff you'd done before and you're super successful same with YouTubers people they just don't get it and and therefore they think that it's absolutely acceptable to just throw how much money do you earn at you and when you reverse that or when you think of I don't know you have sports stars on you have actresses on you have known musicians on people who have been in medias for a long time when they come on they're not asking them those questions, are they? But I just think it's funny because even in real life, someone asked me how much I earn the other day and I was like, that's a weird question to ask. <laughs> that's very rude. There is a fascination with, yeah, like people knowing how much you make and, you know, what. it's just what the Daily Mail and all these sort of magazines, they run on that. They just love that, that clickbait <laughs> and vibe off it. Yeah, like Forbes list and all that sort of stuff. So there's all them websites in there like networth.com and it says yeah, like what you're worth yeah. and it's never accurate, so yeah. don't ever believe what you read. <laughs> um, but yeah, with me, I mean, I don't really, although I'm in the media on social media, I'm not, I don't really do like many events. I've obviously like done the brand costs and stuff but I don't go to red carpet events I'm not at the Oscars I'm not doing all that I'm not really wanting to be like a celebrity yeah. in that in that respect so I'm quite private with my girlfriend you know yeah. we don't share stuff on social media they always want to know who's your girlfriend you know when you're getting married and, yeah. but I kind of just focus on my mission which is to inspire people to get 
get fit and eat healthy food. And that's yeah. what I've been doing from day one. And it's what I'll be talking about, you know, for the rest of my career, I suppose. I think that's a cool, it's a really nice approach to hear that. Like a lot of people in your position would want all of that yeah. fame and glitz and glamour that goes with it. But to be able to have a personal life, I think is really important. And Fame and money just doesn't appeal to me. It's not, I just really don't, I'm not phased by, it, you know, like I've, I've completely, I'm the same jar I was five years ago when I was working as a PT and earning a grand a month, you know, like it's just, it's just like you can let it affect you, can't you? You can let money and fame and success really oh, change you, cool, or you yeah. can you can be who you are and be normal and have your keep your friends around yeah, you and, yeah. and and keep humble and stay on the ground, and you can have a long term successful career. I think yeah. the minute you start getting an ego and being flash and, and cocky, you're yeah. you're not going to survive, mate. You're not going to last. Yeah. You see a lot of people go down that rabbit hole where they're like falling out of clubs and stuff. You know the glitzy ones. I see what you're saying. So no, fair play for not being sucked into that. Yeah, so I can imagine that there's a big temptation to do that. You're going to get so many opportunities where you could be like, oh yeah. Yeah, okay, I'll let my hair down there. Then mm. next thing you know, you're papped, you're in the front page of the Daily Mail or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think you can have a balance of it where there's definitely pros that come with being in the line. Like, there's definitely pros, but 100% what you said, like, keeping friends that you grew up with, keeping those people close to you. Because for me, it's always like, those are the people who really, my mates keep me so stuck on the ground like yeah. anytime if something comes up and we're together and they're talking about it, they're just like don't care like let's just get pissed or let's like just do something yeah, fun yeah. I don't want to know that's the thing I've got, my, I've got my best mates and people say you know since you've been successful like what's the best thing about the whole thing and mm. for me like it's being able to just experience things with my friends and family like you know go on nice holidays and take I'm going skiing at the weekend I'm taking my oh, friends nice. with me and it's things like that you know they're the things that you love doing you? so it's not about going I don't like going buy flash cars and expensive you know watches in clothes I'm still wearing like you know 15 pound t-shirts from H&M but I do like a nice holiday that's why I enjoy spending a bit of money on a nice trip with the boys and that like Coachella and all that yeah. how did your friends react when you started becoming really successful like did they think you would end up like you are now or were they like nah this is gonna be you're gonna do this for a couple of years and then you'll be doing something else when I first started posting the recipes on Instagram like some of my friends even the close mates were like oh well, you're being well annoying you're always on social media like <laughs> why are you posting them stupid videos like get back to doing your boot camp like yeah. and you know I didn't listen I just thought no I'm gonna carry on and I was obsessed. I was posting like breakfast, lunch, yeah, and dinner yeah. every day. You've got to be, haven't you? Like in that growing stage, and when you're enjoying it, like I was like, well, I'm going to have food anyway, so why not make a video? And they sort of said, you know, but then there was a turning point when they're like, actually, you're doing something really good. They're like, keep going. And they used to laugh so much, and they saw me on like this morning and cooking, and they're like, what are you doing on Sunday brunch? Like, it's weird. Um, it's just a gradual thing, isn't it? Like, I didn't end up on TV and have a DVD straight away. It kind of it was social media, it was getting recognised a little bit, and then obviously like you do a little bit of TV. It kind of it really grew organically for me. I've got such a good group of mates. I haven't like got celebrity friends. Everyone always says, you know, you have like really gossipy journalists in magazines. Like, what? Who's in your phone book? Who's your celebrity yeah. friends? And they're like, who would you have at a dinner party? Who cares? I just, I, just <laughs> I know. Like, they're so people are so fixated on celebrities mm. and fame. It's like it's not the real world. I was about to say. I think it's because people forget that everyone is just a normal person. Take away everything that everyone has. At the end of the day, they're a normal person with emotions with feelings they go through the exact same experiences that everyone else goes through yeah, like you're a normal person not very good at FIFA that mm. kind of stuff you know <laughs> <laughs> I just believe that like we're never better than anyone else like you're never better than the next person like we're all equal like we're yeah. all the same and if you know you might have more you're better salary in a bigger house but it's like don't treat people differently like just mm. treat everyone the same and that's that's how you do well in life I think I think that's a good mantra to be honest big question here blue tick on Twitter or blue tick on Instagram I have neither 
<laughs> and I'm looking forward to getting one of them, maybe. You're never going to get one. <laughs> What's your sure. answer? I think in- Instagram for me is the massive game change. Like Twitter's kind of dying out a little bit. Are you still doing much on Twitter? Twitter? I've got a bit of a thing for Twitter because I was on Twitter a long time ago. So after YouTube, I, I Twittered before Instagram was even a thing. So I think getting the tick on Twitter, I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. <laughs> it was Twitter was massive. It's kind of, it's still got, it's still got a value. But for me, Facebook's the best thing. Facebook and Instagram are best for like driving traffic and getting... See, that's interesting because Facebook, the potential with Facebook is so big, obviously. It's the biggest platform. I think it's literally got double the users of YouTube, which is saying something. Wow. But for me, it's the thing I use least. And it's something I always feel like we should... I'm like, how many times? I feel like I say once a week to you, like, <laughs> come on, let's do something on Facebook. Let's do this. And then... We it depends go. what your content is and what your kind of aim is. If you're, push, if you're pushing products where it's just like sharing good content. But for me, like if I'm doing a blog and I drive traffic from Facebook to my website, like it's the best. It definitely drives... If how I'm doing do you, a pre-order How do you books, do the... What content are you putting on Facebook to drive that? Is it like this, a video or is it just like, so hey guys, I've done this post, check it I out. I share all my Instagram recipes onto Facebook, but then I'll do like post the links or I'll do um, native video of like little workouts and stuff so okay. I've got pretty decent engagement on my Facebook page and yeah it's good for like if I'm going to do like a pre-order my new book on Amazon without a doubt like Facebook drives the most traffic so interesting isn't it but I've got a lot of don't forget mine's like fitness and food so there's a lot of women and it's, Facebook's an old audience I think don't you think the, now I definitely do like if you mention Facebook to people under 20 I don't know, under 20 especially, they're like, don't use it, don't have it. It's weird because it was always a, it was a young person's platform yeah. and suddenly it just got older and older and older yeah. and now obviously with Snapchat and Instagram. What is your key demos? So it's 75% female, yeah. 25% men on like Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. But on the interesting one is YouTube is the only platform I've got 50-50. So I've got 50% female to male because I think my workouts appeal to men and women like, yeah. you know, travellers, people that are working, people that are, yeah. um, you know, cabin crew. Like I think that's quite interesting because I suppose my content on Instagram is more like recipes, cooking, sure. you know, transformations, whereas YouTube is all about it's just a channel, just the body coach TV, just for fitness. That's a, the, So to be honest, yeah, because YouTube, I've, when I, I travel a lot... And and me and Steffi quite often do your workouts. I'm always when I'm doing them, I tag you on Instagram. Yeah, I love a I? tag. I get loads of loads of people following me when you do. Because yeah, it's so <laughs> easy. Like, so for people that don't know, you you started with 15 minute workouts, didn't you, on YouTube? Yeah, and then I just started opening up. So I do like one a week. I do yeah. um, body weight, sometimes kettlebells, but it's mainly just like equipment free, so you can do it you anywhere. You can do it anywhere in the world. And that's what I really like, liked about it. I do like um, 10 minute ones up to sort of 30 minute workouts. Yeah, but it's just content for. And I, I really believe in the power of YouTube. Like, I think it's such a great platform. It's got such yeah, a great reach. It is amazing. How um, long was YouTube around before you started building your channel? Ooh, so let me think. So YouTube started in 2005. I started uploading content to YouTube probably a year after that, but not as me. I was just, up, I was like 14 at the time. So I was uploading videos of me and my mates, play fighting. And like, I'm a big basketball fan. So I used to edit videos of my favorite basketball player and upload. That's how I learned to edit. And then channels kept getting, getting shut down because of copyright at the time. And then it was only when um, I had another channel posting third party stuff and people would say why don't you post a video of yourself and I was already watching I call like the first generation of YouTubers the people who did it before me who kind of inspired me who were they who, who was that I, well, I, can, I wonder if you know anyone a lot of them are Americans to be honest so Shane Dawson Niga Higa no I only literally, so cool. I only literally like, know the big like I know Charlie's Charlie's cool I heard of him you heard Charlie yeah, yeah. he was like the big UK YouTuber back in the day and yeah it was those guys and then people were commenting saying post 
post a video, post a video. So I was like, okay. Honestly, the most, like you said, most monotone, most reserved <laughs> thing you'll ever see. I'm just sat in my room like, hello. It's amazing that you kept going. So did you have vision? Did you have a goal? Or did you know, yeah. did you were trying to like, we're trying to build a brand? I don't even, when I think about what I was trying to do then, I think I was just bored. And I was 17 when I started that. And I didn't tell my family, didn't tell my friends. And then people found out of college and made all my friends absolutely ripped me to oh, shit oh really well yeah because it's like they're like when they find out you're sat in a room talking to a camera no one that wasn't a thing then. yeah it was alien then wasn't it no yeah. one was doing it mm-hmm. isn't that funny fast forward like five years now well, every kid like, everyone is now. now a YouTuber it's the biggest yeah. there was like we say it loads of times I feel on the podcast but there's a, <laughs> there was a study and like 75% of kids now want to become a YouTube star at the careers meeting and yeah. really it's like when we were at school and it was like wanting to be a footballer, footballer or yeah. something like that that's mad isn't it but yeah it is crazy crazy how it changed but so I was doing that for three years whilst I got into uni said no to uni did a bit of traveling had a full-time job and I was just doing YouTube along the side and I was doing that for about four years until it kind of penny dropped and then it really started going somewhere but yeah when I started there was no one was earning money like there was no AdSense there was no brand work I always bring it up but the funniest thing I did my first ever brand deal was with uh, a chocolate bar and they were like oh we'll pay you 25 pounds to hold a chocolate bar in the video and eat it and I was like was it the brand that paid you the chocolate brand or like like a shop like an off-license shop that paid you no it wasn't an off-license it was some really random company like the agency or something yeah (laughs) it's crazy like it's a complete industry now isn't it like the the whole climate the marketing budgets are all shifted online it's it's incredible but I don't really I haven't done many brand deals to be honest but it is something that I'm kind of looking into now because I think so many people are doing and I've always been a bit cautious because I thought my mission and what I do is so organic it's so natural and mm. authentic like I do the schools thing because I love getting kids fit and I do the recipes because I love sharing content and obviously if you do a touch of a brand it kind of I wonder if that changes the message but as long as you do it with the right foot of- I think it has to work there's definitely been moments when opportunities come in and I've really wanted to try and make it work but it just then you look this is back in the day a bit and then you look at it and you're just like this just isn't me it doesn't fit mm. my audience it's not going to but as long as you can and I feel for you and your brand you're. I look at you and think you're so marked towards a brand because of who you are like you're very personality based and it's sport it's food it's fitness it's it would be very easy to bring brands in in a way that isn't going to change anything the reason i'm quite lucky is because the products i I promote are my own things like my books are mine my online plans is my thing and my cooking pots and pans are gonna it's it's my thing so i'm not really having to push other company stuff but is there have you ever done anything where you've like regretted doing or have you always been quite good with your decisions (sighs) thing there's definitely in the very early days when brand stuff started coming through and i was 20 21 and i was doing stuff because i'm not gonna lie there was money involved and i was like oh this is so cool like maybe if i can do this then i don't have to do the job that i actually hate and stuff like that that if i look back now on i'd probably cringe at but i also think it's all part of the learning experience and you're always learning through things you do and if i wasn't involved in those things then i might not be where i am now yeah so and I you always... give out enough free content and you give out enough to like it for it to go you know it's okay it's not like you're doing it every single day is it so mm. it's okay to kind of mm. i think your your followers will have to understand that like you've got to make if you want to carry on doing what you're doing and love it you've got to obviously make a career out of it and make it you know 100%. make a revenue you're saying about being nervous and things on the big stage were you nervous when you broke the world record for the most people doing a hit training session well, 
when I'm at, uh, it was at Hyde Park, Hyde Park wasn't yeah it? that yeah. was pretty awesome so basically I, I'm more nervous when I'm cooking because I don't feel like I'm a natural Jamie Oliver and stuff you, you see he's so good at describing food mm. and making it feel sexy and you're yeah, like yeah. wow I want to make that I don't have that kind of vocabulary and those narratives to describe certain things so I'm more on edge when I'm cooking but when I do the fitness stuff like I'm more yeah. like this is what I used to do In I used to zone. run boot camps and yeah. I can talk through and I can motivate but I still was super nervous because I came out on stage at the um, it was Hyde Park on the big stage where like yeah. Bieber had been playing and the killers because <laughs> right, it's like the BST thing and there was like 4,000 people and I still had a bit of dry, dry throat <laughs> for sure for the first couple of minutes but it was awesome man like seeing to, to think I've gone from literally running a boot camp in Serbia and with like five people turn up sometimes none to like three years later having yeah. 4,000 people in, the, in a park like was a big moment it's quite emotional and I was really proud of it so yeah that was definitely a highlight of the year yeah. last year that must have been a big like adrenaline boost afterwards it's got to be like one of the best workouts you've ever done surely <laughs> yeah and we only like beat the record by 100 people so oh my god it was like a tight tight squeeze but yeah we did it so hopefully um we can hold that for a couple of years your guinness world records much cooler than the ones i have, have you got a few? <laughs> what have you got well me and alfie another youtuber we did this big job back in the day where we were trying to break guinness world records on a youtube channel <laughs> and yeah i have i think i've got about six or seven but they're like the most random thing we were so shit at doing the stuff that they were trying to get us to do for example <laughs> example eat eight hot dogs in a minute and it's like well, obviously we tried it and got like two down our throats it's like obviously we can't do yeah, that yeah, so then they started having to just create new things that we could break because otherwise it was like such a depressing series to watch and i don't know it's like fastest time to make a blindfolded sandwich and <laughs> who comes up with these well, fastest time to put a bra on and off like each other that's um, going on your tombstone isn't it at the end that's the one thing you're yeah, yeah exactly the, only, you're the only thing I, I did actually do I beat um, I think it was Andy Murray he had a tennis record for like most flips on a tennis ball I beat him with that oh that's well like left good. to right left to right yeah. like that that's I right, mean right. I don't think you got the, pla- you got, like, the certificate, the certificate you got all the certificates yeah. yeah I was absolutely rattled though because I did this one so <laughs> there was one where you had to move marbles from one bowl to another with chopsticks oh my god right. that must be impossible yeah but I found a knack for it beat the world record and I was like oh so cool we went off like we'd finished filming and then the camera guy was like oh can I have a go at that just beat my record straight <laughs> off me. I was like for fuck's sake oh no <laughs> but you what, did he what, and he submitted his one and he got yeah, the one yeah because <laughs> they have all the adjudicators there and then yeah he got it instead of me and you didn't have another go you didn't yeah, like, oh, why did he do that <laughs> he yeah, played, done it on the slide and was training for it and stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need for that world record though like you had to have the perfect weather condition you had to have 50 for every 50 people, you need one adjudicator. You oh needed um, security, toilet. So it was like the perfect condition. So we got lucky because it was a really nice summer's evening. Mm. If any, if it had rained, like you can guarantee oh, not everyone would have turned up. Yeah. So yeah, it was nice to see everyone turn up and actually can stick, stick to the workout. <sighs> That must have been so cool. That must have felt like a bit like a rock star sort of thing on the stage as well, sort of. Yeah, thing. and it was like in London, like it was you know yeah. a hometown, and you know it was just it was a really awesome day. My little nephew Oscar was on stage with me, and oh. Nikki was there in the background. It was like yeah, it was a big build up to yeah. that actually. I couldn't imagine, you know, like when singers go and perform to like stadiums of oh. people. You must think, wow, imagine, the, con- yeah. the confidence they've got to do that, stand there like Ed, Ed Sheeran, for example. You know, goes out to do Wembley on his own with yeah. just a loop pedal. Like yeah. you've got to be so confident, and just love performing to really embrace that. that yeah. Fear. 
yeah, to hold interest with 90,000 people, to yeah. speak to them, to connect with them, it's... Massive. I think singing, because you can kind of hide behind the music, what I'm always amazed at is stand-up comedians. I'm like, how do you do yeah. this? Because I go to a lot of, like, stand-up open mic sort of nights. People in there are not receptive. They're not looking forward to the people on stage. It's just dead silence. I just respect people just for getting up on that stage. Yeah. Like, how do you Unless do you're, this? like, Mickey Flanagan or you're, like, yeah, exactly. Lee Evans or your top boy in the game. Like, people are just expecting to laugh. They're there to have fun yeah, over it. exactly. Yeah, that's that must be the most intense thing. stage fright yeah. possible thing you yeah, can do. Yeah, just starting and then people out. people don't yeah. laugh at your jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not a worse sound, I think, than that awkward tension when someone's told a joke and no one no laughs. One laughs. The only way if they get around it is because I, I saw this little open mic comedian thing in America and when the joke's bombed, like she made that joke, she's like, oh God, that didn't yeah. work and she sort of then negged works. herself a little bit and it sort yeah. of made you laugh because it was like such a bad silent yeah. moon moment afterwards. We have the last section of the podcast called The Big Question. Is it the same question for everyone? No, no, no. Essentially what The Big Question is, Matt spends his time scouring the internet for a random... On our favourite tabloids. A random... question. No, a random news article. Right. Very strange topics usually. And then he creates a big question inspired from the article. All right, hit me. Don't worry, we'll break you in gently. So the headline is, Dog found mummified inside tree trunk after getting stuck chasing a raccoon. 20 years ago I've got a photo oh my god I've seen this I saw it on a, yeah oh. it's incredible it's quite amazing really isn't it that's a real dog stuck in a tree and it just <laughs> like, that's a real skeleton <laughs> of a dog isn't that mad it's like it's that's so incredible. it's got perfectly intact it's teeth it's, teeth how did that happen me. so how did it get inside it are we talking about a vertical tree trunk or is it horizontal yeah, is it like laying on the ground that? sort of thing What's, I don't know. I don't, wait, let me see if there's any facts in this. Can you find out some more info, so, <laughs> How do they know it's chasing a raccoon 20 years yeah, ago? Like, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah, how do they know that? Where are they getting this information from? The canine was discovered in 1980 by loggers who were cutting down oak trees in Georgia, in America. What's a logger? Show them that, show that profile, yeah. that look, when it's in this weird little Watch cage. That. Look, in a little case, look, all like... What? <laughs> wait, is, so that, is that the question, or are you just telling me the title? Well, of it? No, you, the, the question out. comes, but, I mean... It's kind of in distress, doesn't it? It looks like it's now on display in a museum or yeah, something. Yeah, I think it is. I think oh, it is. That's weird. I would go. Like, that's Who's amazing. the owner? Do they know that that's their dog that they lost? But experts believe that the dog was chasing a small animal quite possibly, so they've assumed oh, it's a raccoon. Okay. Well, that's a good story, isn't it? Well, it's typical. He got so close to the end and they yeah. just got, oh, I'm stuck. It managed, <laughs> yeah, 28 feet managed to climb before getting stuck. So I, I, That's quite sad, actually. I feel sorry for it. No, but it's, and yeah. the fact that they've chopped that tree down and like didn't chop him in half, like yeah. they've missed him by a few inches. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? They've obviously just cut it at the right point. Yeah. Do, do you know what they've nicknamed it? Woody. That's quite close, actually. You have a guess? No. Stucky. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible, man. After reading that, okay. my question to you guys is: if you could die doing anything. Great. What would it be? Oh, in a, oh wow, that's a pretty that's intense question. Deep, isn't it? <laughs> Do you want to go first? I mean, I'm always thrown on the spot, so usually it's Friday just the me. Bus, yeah. Is it kind of... Oh, hang on, what? Well, I'll give you well, an example. So my one would be after eating like a really nice curry with family and friends, but just before dessert comes out, because I always hate dessert, I would like to die then. Like, so I'm really Well, you want to die in front of everybody? Mate, that, it would ruin that the meal for them, so but I'd be happy. specific. <laughs> um, like, cur- what? 
I love curry. So I'd rather be, I'd rather be. I don't know. Like it'd be nice to like go up in a rocket into space. Literally, that's what. Yeah, I was and like, just like more... looking over at the Earth and just like yeah. knowing you've just you've had your time and you're, you're moving on and you just get let out. You know, like gravity when mm, it blows out. So into... weird. Oh my god, were you gonna say the same? Honestly, gonna say out in space and like you're doing some kind of mission. And then, yeah, you just float away. I want to die quickly. I don't want like, to die of, like, I don't want to starve of oxygen in a suit. Like, yes. you know who's in a suit. I want to just get exposed to the elements straight away. Yeah. Like, just thrown out into space and just a little bit. But forever. after experiencing one of the best things in the world. Yeah, like, like the sunset. So you games. guys have gone quite ambitious with this. I'm in a restaurant currently. in, like, East End London. Yeah, come on, where's the imagination? <laughs> you were, like, any way in the world. You can die anyway. Eating a curry. Making love. <laughs> Dying, making love would be good for you. In but space. Not, but not, not for, for your, not for your missus, would it? horrifying. Oh, like, <laughs> No, they die as well. Yeah, you die together. Like your love, yeah. both. Yeah, there you go. That's that's like the stock answer, isn't it? Dying in your sleep, like with your family. Right? Well, not family. Whoever's with you. In it's bed. very yeah. It's a morbid question, but we're all going to go that way, aren't we? So you well, got to yeah. kind of you, you can't think plan about it. these things. Brilliant. If there was like you know like a black mirror situation where you could choose the day you die oh, and how you oh, die, do you oh. think people would hit it? I don't know about choosing. What about if you know? If you could know, would you know? Like if oh you, yeah, if you could find out. Like, would you? No, I wouldn't. I don't know. You'd live. You'd Imagine live if life like to next the full, week. You? It would affect all your decisions, yeah, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, you, you might lose motivation to but do. But knowing, things. I think, I think I want. You would know. do it, yeah, because it's like then you can plan your life the best way possible. But well done, you survived the big question. Yeah. Well done, good answers. answers. So in space, yeah, yeah. see you in space. <laughs> <laughs> and that just about rounds up episode with Joe Wicks. Well Thanks. Do you want to do the outro? No. <laughs> um, if you want to follow Joe, Joe's on a lot of things. Instagram, Body Coach, YouTube, Body Coach TV. You can buy his books. You can literally see his face in many different places. So go do that. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Cheers, Joe. mate. Thanks for having me, boys. Being yeah, a wicked guest. And thanks, Matt, for being a wicked co-host. Cheers. Got to give you some praise, too. Thanks, mate. <laughs> um, all right, guys. We will see you next week. See you later. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.